Okay, so it's um, October 2010. I think it's the 16th today. Yes. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure it's the 16th. And Miss Diane is here. Monday. Yes. You can spray some of this around. We can nice mm. I have to make a point. Can you lean forward to get some more incense? Because that's a less. That's the last sacred stick right there. Boom. Oh, yeah, you do. So what's on your mind, Miss Diane? Well, While you're talking, you know, I'm going to clear, okay? I, yeah, I didn't really have any questions driving down. I hadn't thought of anything too much. And, uh, but V and I were talking last night, and, and it kind of like, when you came down, things shifted. So we I'm didn't sorry. Finish that. No, don't be sorry. But he was kind of, you know how he is. He's got that masculine energy, and he was talking about the Las Vegas shooter. And he said, man, he said, if I had, if I could have, I would have gone and taken that guy out. He's evil and blah, blah, you know. And and how can people do these things? And, you know, so we were talking, and I said, you know, V, I mean, this is our human perspective, and there's nothing wrong with it, except it comes because we're in a limited cage of perceptions. Yeah. We can't see beyond our dimension, and we can't see beyond you know, the physicality that most of us, you can see a little bit more, but probably even a seer like you doesn't see everything. Yeah. Um, would I really and, and want to? No, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it, they, I mean, I think it would be too overwhelming. But, yeah. And I said, one of the things, in my opinion, is because of the nature of our physicality in this dimension and the, the nature of. We're veiled, so we don't remember, for the most part, our past lifetimes. We don't, mm -hmm. you know, that we're veiled to all that other stuff so that we can have this experience and explore it. But one of the chief things we do is say death is bad, you know, and murder particularly. Like, you know, no one should have the right to murder someone, other innocent person, for no, you know, no reason like that. And, and so the... You know, we're offended deeply by, you know, murder and even death. It's like, oh, it's a terrible tragedy. Somebody died, right? Mm -hmm. And and in our perspective, and yeah, it's somebody you love. It's somebody you depend on. Of course, it's a tragedy to you. But I said, if you look at it from the perspective of the other side, I mean, people are being born and people are exiting every day. I mean, it's part of the divine design. Mm -hmm. Death is part of the divine design. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to not stay in this body, mm -hmm. you know, past a certain point. And some are in it very short time. Babies, you know, die. So, you know, how do we justify, you know, the, the, the religious thinking to a great degree has been, why does God let this happen? Or why does God has let this happen? Um, you know, it doesn't seem just and right to us. It seems cruel. Mm -hmm. And it, it hurts us. But I said, if we had a different perspective, I mean, we're actually told, you know, we go to a better life. You know, we go to a more expanded. I mean, probably when we get out of here, we go, man, we were in a cage, weren't we? And now I'm free. Woo! Um, if we had that perspective in a different way... That's a good thing. Yeah, that's then a good these thing. tragedies would take on a different color. Mm -hmm. uh, and we have. I mean, we're all focused on it because there's been this series of, you know, hurricanes and the fires and the thing in Las Vegas and 
you know, in the earthquake in Mexico, they've all happened like boom, boom, boom within a very short period of time. Class three hurricane in yep. Dublin, Ireland that they haven't had in oh, eons. Really? Yeah, really? Okay. Eons. Eons. Wow. Yeah, I hadn't and heard people about are already yet. dying. Yeah, I hadn't heard about that So one. now it's like, oh, well, now it's in Ireland. Now it's in Ireland. It's not just the U.S. Right. So, you know, all of that, because all of that's on our minds, I think there is a lot of human wondering. And so that was kind of where my mind was going this morning. Okay. And I thought, yes, I mean, like, <clears throat> like Buddha, one of his enlightenments was... You know, attachment is what causes our suffering. Yeah. Attachment and identity, like when we think, I am this body. Or yes. The people in California, their house has been burned down. And, you know, I feel their pain. I mean, you feel like I've lost everything. Um, but part of that suffering is because you considered it yours. You were attached to it. it you know, and not that that's wrong, but the attachment, when you lose something, then causes the suffering. My beloved died like Dorothy Osterfund, you know, and it's just like it's a big loss, and, you know, that, that human identity is there. So I'm kind of, you know, my pondering went around that, and um, the question that arose was, what does the divine, you know, on the divine level, you know, the obviously this is, you know, how it's supposed to be here because it is how it is. It was how it was created, at least as far as I know. It was created that we would be cognizant of things and get attachments to things, and then we would feel the loss. You yeah, know? yeah. Oh, you're going to put your wings on, huh? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, what, what is the divine purpose? And what, what does creation learn from that dilemma of... You know, attachment because we think it's real and the suffering that we feel because we feel the loss of something that we judged was real, that was in a, even if it's a hologram or an illusion, as they say in the East, it's still a very real feeling, hologram or illusion, you know, and we feel real pain, you know, when big shifts happen because, you know, it, we feel it. We're in a body that feels it. We have emotions. So, you know, I would like to have their perspective I have an answer. on that. Okay. Can and I then, give you the answer on that one first? Yes. Go. Well, I can answer the other one, too. I'm just answering what they're okay. saying. I, I, so I, you know how that is. I, I, I was just not in here. I don't mm-hmm. have the... Okay. So they said that... Um, this is the only way to explain it. Mm-hmm. This is a crayon. This is a crayon. This is a canvas. This is a crayon. This is a crayon. This is a crayon. This is a canvas. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's a canvas. Yeah, it is. These it's are all art. crayons. So when a child sits down, just a child mm-hmm. sits down with a crayon for the first time, it's always fun to watch what they'll do. They usually will do a line, you know, and then they'll yeah. and then they'll go back and forth, and they'll make a circle, and then you'll say. Ooh, that's a pretty color. What is that? And they'll tell you, oh, it's a house, and it's this and this and this. <laughs> you looked at that same child. Mm-hmm. If that ch- child is um, alive and functioning even at six years old, that drawing will have evolved into yes. something more like, oh, yeah, I can see. That's a su- house. That's a sun. That's a this. This is just crayons. Mm-hmm. This is just canvas. And if people start to remember that, to look at it as artistic tools to create with, 
the attachment when a child creates with a crayon at the time they're doing it they're in such joy if you ever really watch a child mm -hmm. with a crayon when they drop that crayon they're not attached to it until they want to draw or create again mm -hmm. we are attached to this dimension because we do want to create again and again and again and so and then we choose what are our favorites to create with lifetime after lifetime and you spoke about before about you know this these these atrocities that are happening it seems to be like people you know taking other people's lives and murder and all this other stuff and you know why is that allowed to happen and when you were saying that i i heard the divine voice um speak, speak very clearly because you have more than one name because you have more than one name you're not just one being but at that time at that moment when tragedy strikes whoever's connected to that tragedy whether directly or indirectly they connect mm -hmm. and we in this dimension we want to know their names who were they how old were they what were they doing all this mm -hmm. other stuff we pay attention to their identity at that moment at that time even though it was such a big tragedy people pay attention to the individual what did they like to do where did they go even the shooter shooters they're gonna find out that it was more than one okay it wasn't just one this was more than one and they will come out with it okay but and, and unfortunately it's scheduled and planned to happen again Okay, because because the divine is saying that it's gonna it's gonna happen again and again and again because they just there's people who are just they don't know how to release um, they don't know how to release see that's one of the things that's wonderful about this dimension is the ability to let go the ability to release the ability to choose that is like one of the best things because you know. <clears throat> We've all been to restaurants, I'm sure, where they hand out a little piece of paper that has it, it, for kids to color on, mm -hmm. and they might give them two crayons or one crayon. And I've sat with my kids more than enough time where they've sat at that table and they've said to me, well, I want to use yellow. There's no yellow here. And then somebody else at the table says, well, I have green. You can use my green. <laughs> okay, and they go, oh, okay. Sometimes as we are creating, we learn to adapt and use what's available to us, but we are all names we have many names and and that's one of the things they wanted me to they kept telling me this all night last night I kept seeing I swear to you bright flashes of light circles of light last night and I thought am I having a headache list migraine you know or what because I literally I had these circles of light Orbs. like huge huge like this whole room would have been and I was looking at you last night while you were in an orb and I thought I don't know if I should tell Diane <laughs> Diane you're in an orb and even Mr. V when he was over there I'm looking look at his I'm, I'm seeing these orbs but but the orb was not attached to you it was in movement like it was going all around here and it was so like it was like electric electric white blue around Ooh. this way electric white blue and that streaming from it were these radiant beams of just like colors I've never seen before. Like I thought, whoa, I, I feel good. I don't have a headache. Yeah, I smoke some quality cannabis. I don't think this is it, you know. <laughs> um, so and it happened all night last night. In yeah. fact, even laying with Mr. V, 
there was a huge one above my bed, mm-hmm. huge, and I just kept staring at it, and then I kept looking at Mr. V to see, do you see that over us? Because that is massive. He was a very happy man. He was happy he was sleeping, but I was just like, and it was really weird because when I woke up, just before I came downstairs, um, there was a man, he was of color, but he was not black. Mm-hmm. So he reminded me of maybe somebody from a Latin America or mm-hmm. something like that. Mm-hmm. La- la- Latin or, yeah, Latin, not Hispanic, Latin. Okay. He had a he had an orange construction cap, long dark hair, and he had these things that he was throwing over me. Like they looked like Cheetos. I, I thought, oh, hmm. Lord, who is this, you know? <laughs> And you, it looked like Cheetos, but they weren't Cheetos. I don't know what they were, but I I went like that when I saw them over me, and I thought, oh, you're trying to get a hold of your family. You want to tell them. And I don't even know how to do that. I told him, I said, I don't know. I said, if they come to me, yeah. if they show up, then I'll let them know I saw you. I said, but I... Mm-hmm. And I realized... That was a huge portal that opened yesterday. Mm-hmm. That wow. big circle is was a portal or divine beings of some sort, but that is a huge portal, and it's still open. It's like right now it's above my bed, so I hesitated coming down the stairs because I thought, well, now do I leave this up here? Or I mean, do I have any attachment to him? It's supposed to be here, but it's a huge... It is now as huge... It's like over this building. I don't know how to explain it. It just It's kind of freaking me out a little bit. Not freaking out like in a bad way, but it's kind of like I can't, like I, I'm looking at everybody to see, do you see that around us? Because yeah. that's right up there. I can feel it. And it's in it, it, whatever it is, it, it, it kept me up last night because mm-hmm. it was like, I felt like there were visitations. So why am I telling you this? <clears throat> We have a name that we're born with, or somebody will gift us or give us when we emerge from the womb, or when we emerge or when we're born. We have a name, and that name carries with it an energy, because a lot of times when people look at baby, they say, oh, this is so-and-so. Think about your grandchildren. See, Think about Sequoia. Think about all the different children. They all have different names, and so they're used to that identity, being called by that, directed by that, held by that, loved by that name. But in truth, that child, that infant, that being was born with many names, many, had many names, even at the moment of conception, many names. And so when the child emerges, it sticks with that one name. But as the child continues to develop, the child will, some of them are not nice nicknames, some of them are, uh, they just, there's names. More names happen. Think about you, Diana. Think about how your child, what your children call you, what your friends call you, what your ex-husband called. Everybody has different names, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting. People need to pay attention as they are progressing in this dimension or even in the universe that those names can change. And with the name change comes identity change, comes a freedom mm-hmm. of releasing and this is so interesting because the voice said to me, Akia, they're going to ask, well, which goddess are you? Mm-hmm. And if you're a goddess, this is what came through that loop, that thing over my head. They, mm-hmm. If you're a goddess, 
then what powers do you have? Yeah. Because we are conditioned to believe goddesses or gods, they can just snap their finger mm-hmm. and it's done. Mm-hmm. And she said, don't allow people to put a limitation on me and how I'm supposed, what I'm supposed to do and how I'm supposed to present myself as a goddess. She said this, I say she, I want to say it's an effeminate voice. Okay, it's the goddess voice. I can't say it's not masculine because I feel that there's masculinity there. I think this goddess of creator of all that is, and I do believe she is the creator of all that is. I believe it with all my heart because since she's come through, there have been affirmations, confirmations that come outside of others, things that have happened that really you wouldn't think it would happen, but it seems quite miraculous, okay? I feel that there needs to be, no, I think there needs to be a discussion and an elaboration and a, um, a more, to allow people to recognize, you know, just as there are many quote-unquote, whether they believe them or not, whether someone says, ah, that's, 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 uh, Oh, that's uh, that's paganistic. That's you know, that's this is this. Whether they believe in any of these gods or goddesses, they exist. Whether I believe in you or not, Diane, you exist. When I was in Hawaii, you were in Hawaii. Did I know that you existed then? No. But you and I had the privilege. Goddess told me this that you and I had the privilege at the same time. Different times in our life. I was a child. You were more of a teenager, young adult, right? Mm -hmm. To experience Hawaii at that time with that energy, the spirit of aloha. We experienced that. Did you know, Diane, that now they teach the hula like this? If if I were to sit with you and teach you the hula, the the modern hula now is this. Okay, so uh, let's do... Uh, let's just do simple waves, okay? This is the modern hula, okay? Modern hula. Modern hula. Watch my hands. Modern hula. Okay? This is the traditional. This is what I learned. Had I not been in Hawaii at that time, I learned from a, a, a grandmother. She taught traditional hula. She was revered. Because I reconnected with my childhood friend. She was revered by many because of who she was. She was the person. Her aloha spirit was everyone should know the hula. And no one should be prohibitive from coming to me if they don't know or can't pay. Okay, so she was generous. She was a way bringer. She opened up. This is the traditional I learned hula. Ready? Mm -hmm. Watch my hands. Do you see the difference? Oh, yeah. What did I learn? In the traditional hula, this is the petals of a flower. Mm -hmm. Okay? New hula. Mm. Do you see how the fingers are together? Mm -hmm. That's how they're teaching it now. So I can see that particularly that's what I was watching. Now watch. Watch this energy. There's a a totalness in this energy. Mm -hmm. If I come towards you, I'm not going to hurt you in any way, shape, or form. But if I go towards you and go like this... It's uh, more together, right? Mm-hmm. If I were to do a hula and do it like this, uh, it's a very gentle. The yeah, gent- the hula gentler. is, 
I am movement. I am creation. I have to. So that's why I'm so focused at looking at leaves and trees and how they move and bend. Or the wind. You know, how does the wind move? You know, does the wind move like this? I don't think so. The wind moves more like this. Yeah, you're right. It's the hula hands. They don't make them like this anymore. Mm. My friend Anna was saying it's dying art. Wow. It's an art. And I'm thinking, I've schooled in that art. She goes, you are. And then I spoke to her about, why am I telling you this? This is phasing out. Mm -hmm. The new is coming in. I enjoy and prefer, because I'm trained, this. I think it's beautiful. I was watching. I said, Anna, why why are people's hands looking like this? Yeah. When they're dancing, Look more like flippers. Yeah, and hands. she goes. She started laughing and laughing. She goes, "Oh, now I know you're really Hawaiian," because she said, hey, "Nobody notices that unless you really know." And so she told me, "But it's if I attach to this, which is the new way, I don't honor this." Mm-hmm. And so we're supposed to honor all our identities, living and in death, because our identity when we're living. And when we die, there's even a more of a definition of who others feel that we are. At that moment of death, there are individuals who are connected to the individual, one way or another, here on the other side, that now that person's identity, they live to their identity, hopefully, and then everyone else has adds to it. And if you notice when people die, people kind of have a... It's Sometimes it's easier to forgive more to focus on things that maybe that person didn't even recognize they were doing, but it's also not as easy to forgive. There are some people who just can't forgive, and when there is not a forgiveness upon somebody's death, they hold on to it and and carry on to it. It doesn't mean it's not forgiven because they will be given an opportunity to have that experience again with that individual somehow, some way. And, And the hope is that there will not be an offense to the soul to in the next incarnation. That it will be maybe revelation or understanding of why that happened. Because the souls, and, and here's the thing, they told me to talk about why goddesses have very a lot of different names. Because, okay, here's, here's a crayon. Can I show you a crayon? This walker's a crayon. Okay, I have a walker in my car. I can use that, you know, it's bulky, it's falling apart. I put, you should see how I fixed it, Diane. Mm. People are like, whoa, I am a hillbilly, I'll fix it. Okay, but this is a wonderful crayon. It doesn't replace the old walker. The memories and everything are there, but this will create new energy and new things. And plus, it came with a history. Well, you were giving me this walker, you were giving me a history of where it has been up at this time. And each of us, all of our souls have a history. No one really wants a boring history. No one does. None of all of us want to be acknowledged as a creator or significant of some kind. And she says that is the goddess and god energy within all of uh, of you. You all want to be recognized somehow, some way. Even those who become hermits and shut themselves off, they want to be acknowledged. A name acknowledges you. It is an important part of creation, but a name is a crayon. It's it's 
it's not the masterpiece. You are the masterpiece. And everything, just as you create. See, this is why when people get to towards the end of their lives, they there's a fear, you know, because it's like, is this it? Is this the end? Do Will I be able to create again with these individuals, with all of, you know, this, will, will this ever, will I meet this? The answer is... <clears throat> Just like the feathers in the golden hall of seers. Mm -hmm. Just like a library. There are books upon books upon books upon books. And death gives a person an opportunity to truly take a really good look at their books. Mm -hmm. And read their stories. And share their stories. There are libraries of lifetimes libraries of goddesses and gods, libraries. And people immediately, if I say the word library, you might have an idea of what that library looks at. She wants everyone to know it's where you're most comfortable. You know, if you're comfortable in a little public library, then when that time comes and you want to revisit your library, it'll be in that Sometimes people don't review their life after death. Sometimes... They will recycle, or and I don't want to use the word recycle because she says that uh, she doesn't like that word. She doesn't like when souls recycle. She says they they return and they, and they return and they learn their stories upon their incarnations. Mm. Like they may have had a whole entire life, and however they died, whatever they were focused on, they take that consciousness with them. They incarnate back. They may hear their own stories in the libraries, on TV, on indifferent, through family. And sometimes that's how the healing happens. Mm. And so, yes, those people who died in Vegas, let me tell you what happened here, okay? Because this is what Goddess told me. I can hear her. She's like so clear. She's like mm -hmm. right real clear. She told me, she said, you know, she says, that wasn't the biggest massacre to happen in the United States of America, Kia. But people will say that. They'll say, oh, it was the biggest massacre that ever happened here in the United States. She said, what did they do to the Indians? But now people are looking at that story, that history, because now people are focused on the truth, the facts. And she says, and that's what death is, so that you can look and experience the truth. The truth of who you were. The times maybe you felt like you couldn't give enough, but you gave more than you even realized. Mm -hmm. Death is a blessing. It's like it's almost like she says. Um, uh, it's not a formal graduation. She said, "Have you noticed that I'm not a formal being?" I. She says, "I. I'm not into formal." She says one of the things that she felt she was impressed with me about was this thing that I have about not giving obligatory hugs or obligatory gifts or obligatory. She says, you will be respectful, but you won't, you know, and, and how difficult it is to receive an invitation, uh, um, a gift, a physical gesture that is, is obligatory. You mm -hmm. see, yeah. when I hold your hand, you reached out because I reached out to you. Mm -hmm. You weren't obligated to do that, mm -hmm. but you did. And this is, and, and see how I'm holding your hand? Yeah. The divine is always 
always holding our spirit somehow, oh, some way. Wow, that's beautiful. Yes. But sometimes there are things that happen. Like when you were talking about it, and I know this is a personal thing, so I don't know how you want to edit it because she told me, she goes, I know what you said. When you were talking about how um, somebody slipped, your mother or some mother-in-law or somebody slipped and they broke their hip or cracked it, fractured it, or do whatever. It wasn't because secure things weren't available. It was a choice, a, a motion. Something happened. And it's just like any mother. Sometimes a mother will be balancing, you know, groceries and a baby in one hand or whatever, and then something falls, and then it just creates a domino effect. She said, this, these... She's looking forward, and it's happening, she said. But when, when 400 lives are touched in such a way that it gets as much attention and media as 400 people dying, tragically, she said that's just as important. Mm -hmm. um, but it's, it's, she said, everything in this dimension has a name. She said discovering our names in this dimension is really important. And she said, Akia, they're gonna they're gonna be people. She she said this to me and she's saying it right now, so I can't stop it. In fact, it's almost like I feel like that somebody's like touching here, but she said she said um, if you go through your history as a goddess she said, you were born Lila Shireen Sanders. You were raised as Sharon. School called you Lila. Your husband in the church called you Sister Wallace because you became, once you married him, you were Lila Wallace. Mm -hmm. Then people started, and then she goes, go back to when you were a child because I was talking about the waterfalls today upstairs um, in my meditations, she says, when you were when you were a child, people had a different name for you. They knew who you were. You know, um, in Hawaii, I was considered Hapa Holly, half half white. You know, half half whatever. I'm Hapa, and so my best friend from Hawaii. You know, she says, "Oh, it's my Hapa sister." You know, I am, but. That was a, a, a name. It was a title. It has an identity to it. Yes. Death gives us permission, no matter how we die, to really uh, reconnect to who our, what our identity is. What is our identity? And this last year, since my mom crossed over in February and March, and I miss her tremendously, but I also interact with her tremendously. And what I've realized is there were things that she clung to, she refused to surrender, that were like, this is God, you know, and God doesn't want you to do this, and God doesn't want you to do that, and that's inside me. I will always go back to that because that was my foundation. That was my green up as Sharon. Sharon had to know you respect God, yeah. okay? Sharon had to know you respect authority. Sharon had to know, uh, in my mother's eyes, a policeman, a doctor, a priest, 
Those were the biggest authorities. They were the closest ones to God. And you respect them. You t- treat them with respect. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because of that conditioning, there's wonderful things about that. But I also learned the other side. I also learned that that the the name police for me carried an identity. The name for me for a physician carried identity. A name for me for a priest was immediately my first identity with them was as Sharon. That's the authority. Mom said respect them. If they tell you to sit down, you sit down. Mm-hmm. That's it. There's no other question. Now, Lila, on the other hand, as she went to school and started to experience some of these individuals, started to see the other side. They aren't the authority. Mm-hmm. Okay? When you get molested, you realize that that authority is not the authority. Yep. And Lila was able to raise up and say, even though I felt like I was, uh, I had done something wrong because someone had violated me, which is quite common. That isn't my identity. I did nothing wrong, nothing wrong, except to be a beautiful young lady in puberty. Nothing. I did nothing wrong. So, So that identity, Lila learned... Okay, I can't trust these people, but my mother says you must respect them. So then, as I continued to grow up, I realized I respect those who respect their name and what it stands for. And death really is to respect each individual. No one should die on the battlefield alone, but they do. But at the moment of their death, great respect is shown. Mm-hmm. for who they are and the journey they traveled. They are not punished for every wrong thing that they did up until that moment of their death. If at the moment on the, of their death, they did create needless suffering, hurt, whether it's murder, whatever it is, needless, okay, um, even merciless, okay, there is still respect for that individual because everything that was created was created with great reverence and respect and that's why the dialogue that I'm having on Facebook it's interesting to see how everybody's coming back and coming back it was the woman who was more of an antagonizer she came back and she said she said something about respect and that she it was like I gotta read it to you because yeah. let me get this cushion out too I think your feet need need it okay, there let you me go. see if I can let me, okay, hold on, let me look. Let me read this part to you, because it was beautiful. I can get it real quick. Because it was amazing what people were, where they were going. One of the truest signs of maturity is the ability to disagree with someone while still remaining respectful. Mm-hmm. When I had written back, I had said this. The energy of respect and reverence is the intention of my post. I have read every comment and response respectfully and reverently. Thank you. Left it like that. Oh. It's interesting it's that that same person who was, yeah. she came back and she said, thank you, Akia. Because 
You respected her. This, these are all crayons. That is a crayon. She was expressing herself. Who do I have to deny her the ability to express herself? No. Did she have to deny me the ability to express myself? No. Did she come in contact and start battling with others around her? Yes. But awareness was created. Mm -hmm. And from that, it will be a different creation of some sort. Something will be created differently because of that. I don't know if I don't know if I'm explaining this exactly. She said so. She said she wants. She said that she wants me to say this out loud because it's so important. She told me to tell you that, um, not you, everyone, everyone, just as each of your energy chakras have names, your bodies have names. The surroundings around you have name. The colors, the light you see has a name. You have something that can never be taken away from you. It is never taken away from you. It is expanded upon, or it's like a crayon. You put it in a box for a while, and if you decide to create again, you'll pull that out again. Who doesn't, she said, enjoy being able to be replenished and renewed and re, um, reunited with those that they have not even interacted for with for years? And yet, and this story goes with Anna, you're able to remember. They're able to remember who you were at that time in your life. And what they remember, they don't remember you had a... a, 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 a a pimple on your nose or whatever, unless it was a funny story, a good memory, something. They don't remember the, a lot of, they try to remember the good stuff. Oh, I remember that about you. Oh yeah, remember when we did this? You remember the good stuff. And she says that, she said, and the libraries that we are, she says, just even in Diane alone, right here, are libraries upon libraries upon libraries which she or anyone of you can access at any time whether you're considered to be healthy and well or you're on your deathbed she said those libraries are there for you to experience she said the thing that she she sees so often the thing that even I am dealing with is fear, the fear of, and there have been several times, uh, even this last week, where I have woken up and I, I felt I was dead, that I really was dead, I wasn't alive, I was just dead, and I remember laying in my body and hearing the divine voice say, say to me, in order for you to go and assist, you die, Akia. Your body dies. The reason why your heart beats as fast as it does is because you don't live just in this dimension. You live in other dimensions and you need to be able to access the ability to go at the speed of light. And she said, so she was very strong with me about this. My, the thing that she says, what is it that you fear the most when you return to this dimension, to this flesh? What is it that you fear the most because there is a panic that happens with it and she said because it is exactly what many experience upon their death mm. 
where they realize, oh, I'm dead. Mm-hmm. Okay, what did you realize at that moment, Akia? And I said to her, I wasn't dead. I was alive. I could breathe. And then I thought, the first thing I thought about was, oh, I'm so glad I can because I want to make sure that my loved ones know that I love them. Did I, did I finish everything what I was supposed to finish? Did I say what I was supposed to say? Did I share what I need? All this other stuff. And, and what she told me was to just breathe. She said she appreciates the breath of this planet, the breath of this dimension. The, it's almost like, um, and she said that that is very, a key she showed me this, um, I don't know how to explain it. It just reminds me of a key. Um, it's, it's a key into an order to unlock, unlock progression, ascension, um, to continue to move forward, to blossom. She said, you need the key of death. You need to do it. It's like a wonderful meal that's been completed. And maybe it wasn't a good meal. Sometimes you eat a meal and you just want to puke up your guts and say, oh, this is awful. But she says it's it's a meal. It's a feast. And um, you never forget a good party. You never forget where you were happy. You don't forget. You don't forget any of it. But she says you, you are given permission to forget. And she said, Akia... You have permission. Everyone has permission to forget. Everyone has permission. If She says, and sometimes that's the only way to start, you know, like again. It's like, it's almost like a new canvas. And you've created all this other stuff before. Now what are you going to create now? What will you create now? And she said it's very significant. I should show you what she has been trying. I I see what she wants me to do. I'm trying to do it. I understand how it works. Um, uh, I have to show you something. Look at these first. And the date. Okay. Uh, yes. 2012. Uh huh. You can just look at them at your. I've seen them all, my love. I didn't want you to feel left out. 2012. That one's an angel. 2012. These were created before 122112. Uh, yes, These are the 12. ones that Archangel Jophiel blessed mm-hmm. and told me to give to people and it would save them or protect them or keep them safe. These are some of them that, that, I, that I kept. Isn't that wonderful? We're putting these on the website when we get it up. Yes, well, Mr. V has all of them. Yeah, they're important to go out to people. People would love to buy these. That's Jeannie's. That's my little sister Jeannie's art. Okay, all for 2012. Okay, see that? See that. 
Okay, so these were before my other heart surgery, uh -huh. but I didn't date them. Okay. They were dateless. This one is 2016. Okay, so this is other. You mean the one that you had like less? Not this. Summer, yeah, the six the heart before. procedures. Right. Yeah, that one. Okay. So these were before. Okay. okay, so now he goes on vacation. Ah. God voice says, okay, here I have something I want you to do. Now she has this whole elaborate thing that she wants me to do. And I said, okay, I can do this. Let me just start little baby steps, baby steps, you know, because sometimes mm -hmm. they give me all this stuff and I'm thinking, how are you even but I'm it's crayons. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to explain it. I just I use the that's what she keeps saying, crayons. The crayons. It's fun to create, create, create. Uh -huh. So this was the day that Mr. V was at the wedding. Ooh. Okay. Beautiful. That was the day he was at the wedding. I love that one. This was when he was returning home. Wow. Okay. This is 2017. Do you see yeah. the difference? I see. The energy. Ooh. I showed this to my friend in, she said, Ikea, you should have a jeweler make that. She said that oh, would be beautiful yeah, jewelry. People would buy that. You just, mm -hmm. and, you know, but I, she says, you can get, a, I said, I don't have the money for a jewelry designer. <laughs> Excuse me, but. Ooh. I love that with the silver. And blue, that is gorgeous. These are the feathers that I saw, and like what I saw. What I was I, I'm trying to ask you. tell people what I saw in the hall of feathers. Oh, they're so beautiful! But do mm. you see? They're also wings. Yep. Oh, yeah. The divine showed me. She says uh -huh. you see feathers, but they're wings, Akia. Yes, I see it. Do you see it? Mm-hmm. Like she's showing me a massive thing with this, like. But not with markers. Like she showed me, like where I actually paint these huge, mm. and I saw like a gallery with all of these. Like in this gallery, there were like all the. I'm like, wow. Mm. Yeah. Okay. They're awesome. Let me see. I'll give you this one. Oh yeah. yeah. Is that got little like spirals? Yeah. Little spirals. Ooh, I like the colors on that one. Green and purple. The feathers were hanging like this when I was in the, in the room. Records. It was oh. hanging with the point part down. You know the part that I would think would were be they stuck? attached to something above, or did, they, they just look like they were hanging? They float almost then. Yeah, like there was like millions of them though. Uh huh. I would like to create a space, and I told me I don't know how I'm going to do it. But where I have, like, they're all around me like this. Because mm. can you imagine that? Think about that up there. Yeah. Isn't that gorgeous? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, you know, let me see if there's another one in here. Oh, yeah, there's a couple more. That one almost looks like a sea creature. And see, my thing is, is I, I want to, some of them I want to put Swarovskis on so uh, that it sparkles oh, yes, just yeah. kind of like Willow Willow mm -hmm. has well, inspired me or like those. Like yes. Those, yes. So these would be framed and I would put the crystals on them to, uh, to show. So this is like, the, do you see the sea creature? Turn it this way. It's like, something. oh yeah. It's like one of those 
feathery little shrimp-like something sea creatures. Yeah, <laughs> so what I wanted to experiment with was, was the background, uh-huh. you know, like using watercolors and creating more of a background with this on top, but I was told not to do that. Mm. I was told that I was supposed to use this white space, okay. that this is important for these because it's like, you know, uh-huh. they want that to they be focused, focused on. Down. Here's another one. I'm not going backwards. I'm like, I think maybe you did turn it. Do that. Yeah, you're going backwards. Back the other way. I'm going back. Like, yeah, I thought that we saw that. We saw that. Oh, there we go. There we go. Oh. This was the last one I did before yeah. you arrived. And it was kind of like, yeah. I felt like it was what name do you see on there? Mama Kia. Mm-hmm. The other one said Akia. Mm-hmm. I noticed that these had Mama Kia. It's a different name. Mm-hmm. It's important. I like the heart on the end of that feather. Yeah. Mama Kia is um, an important... This is the it's incarnation of Mama Kia. Oh, wow. So, so when people... I'm supposed to tell you this. When people start asking... May I have that one, too? Uh, when people start asking me, they're going to ask, you know, well, you say you're a goddess. How do you know you're a goddess? What do you know? Blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if you're a goddess, what are your powers? You know, you're, mm-hmm. aren't you supposed to demonstrate some kind of powers and stuff like that? My identity at this time in this flesh can honestly say, as a Kia and as Mama Kia, I have seen and witnessed some miracles that people would never even think would happen. I've watched my beloved best friend on death's bed live life. Or maybe it's not my, her identity has changed since she came back. And that's when major events happen on this planet where a large group of people are taken whether it's through uh, a tragedy, um, uh, malintent, um, she's saying uh, a natural occurrence, something that happens, she said, uh, she said she noticed that people are scrambling um, to know that their loved ones are okay, Mm -hmm. to replenish or restore whatever has been demolished or destroyed. She said, but at the moment of their physical demise, she said, she said, they return unblemished. They're not traumatized. See, I ask her about sometimes where I have people come in and I see that they've had major accidents and I can feel how they died. Mm -hmm. And she told me that that's because that was their story at the time of death. This is how they died. She said, you will always be able to pick up on that. She said, um, she said that there has been an increase in your abilities, which requires you I understand that I understand it um I don't know how to explain this Diane I'm having this conversation with her and it's going back and forth and she knows that you're here 
And like right now, I can see her eyes, Diane. Mm. She has, um, she has beautiful, um, long eyelashes. Mm. Um, they do move like a palm trees or in the wind. They, mm. she's like in movement and her eye, like I can see into her eyes, but it's, like that light that I see over this house, that circle, that that's like her eye. Like I that's like the iris part of her eye, like on the outside. That's what it looks mm-hmm. like. It's like that electric blue. I do. It is. She has the most kindest eyes, Diane. Mm. She told me um, that everything that is expressed on this planet, she has already expressed. Everything that has happened uh, did happen. Um, she said that our purpose, you, Diane, Mr. V, and others who will emerge, because I deem it necessary, not me, I, her. Yeah. will assist in the process of ascension. It's kind of like a system. You know, um, in our lifetimes, Diane, we've been able to see where before, if you paid a bill, you'd either talk to a person, a person, hand them the money, or you put it in the mail or do whatever. And then now things have advanced. Now you can call on the phone and you can pay your bill. Or you can go, you know, you could do it online. And she said this is a part of the ascension for humanity to help them to cut through, she said, the crap. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of it. She says, you got to cut through the crap, Akia. She says, "I, I came to you because too often my most beautiful and awesome creations are clogged emotionally. They're clogged. And she said, it's not necessary for them to have to die to ascend. It's not necessary for them to have to suffer to ascend. And she said, the greatest and most marvelous dispensation is upon you. A time where that which could not be discussed openly can. A time 
we're all creators, can express and commune with one another, finding new ways to create, not through hate and jealousy and grief. And She said, but in truth, I have expressed all those things. I have felt everything you will or ever have experienced. She said, I am the mother of empaths. If they want to know my name and what goddess I am and who you represent, I am the goddess of empaths. I am the goddess of empathy. I have experienced all you have experienced. I have expressed everything you have expressed. She said, haven't you seen when a child is supposed to create something for an assignment and they feel like they didn't do a good job at all and then they just destroy it all? Haven't you seen where a child will play with bricks or, uh, um, she's saying Legos or things like that, things that you build with wood, uh, stones, and then it gets knocked down or it gets, or they destroy it and say, ah, oh, that's not good enough. Or they start over again. She says, you get that all from me. You all get it from me. She says, I'd like to take credit for it, but it is the energy that I am that created all of you. And you are not limited to me. And you are not limited to your parents or your ancestors. Your only limitation is yourself. And she said, it's important for, for us, this work, she said, sometimes the self needs to get out of the way and needs to be able to just examine the possibilities. She said, no one has to agree with me, Ikea. And no one has to create churches and uh, edifices in my honor. Mm. It's already been created. You are my temple. (gasps) You are my temples you are my sacred edifices you are the beauty of my soul You are allowed to express yourselves. Sometimes those expressions may hurt others. Mm 
but it is necessary to be expressed. I expect you, I expect you to express yourself, to not be bound by how others expect you to express yourself. Yes, you are given parameters. You are given boundaries. That each of you has the capability of going beyond anything I have ever thought or have created. That is why you are created. You are a garden of sacred vessels. And yes, in gardens, sometimes the most beautiful blossoms are cut down. Does it stop the garden from growing? There is always fertility in the garden. And even that which is cut down will fertilize so many things. Once holding a dozen beautiful roses one never forgets. Once given a single dandelion from the sweetest source, one never forgets. And yet that dandelion's life force was altered and changed. Did it cease to exist because it was not attached to its roots? Or did it become new life. And even when there are those who would try to destroy my dandelions, they come back even stronger. There is no chemical that can destroy me. There is no pollution that can destroy me. Likewise, because I have created you, there is nothing that can destroy you, terminate you, cause you to cease to exist, for you are eternal in whatever form you choose to express yourselves. As quickly or as slowly, some of you Decide to sleep. Just sleep. You don't want to know the details. You don't want to create. You just want to sleep. And even in sleep, you are creating. Some of you, when you die, you are stuck in what you could not create with. But you did, don't you see? No matter what, you created something. And it did have an impact on all creation. 
even your sneezes or your sighs create. It all is a part of creation. Your identities are yours. Reason, meaning, creates. That which we are told outside of ourselves, that which you are told outside of yourself, must be real. Because that person is a value, authority, or someone you are paying attention to. But it is important to me that you pay attention to your identities every moment of your life. Even at the moment you take your last breath, however you take your last breath. Some of you have a purpose in dying tragically. You will have loved ones, and perhaps even yourself, who would say, I would never choose this. But it is. I have destroyed, but I create. I have created, but I destroy. It is all cycles, lifetimes and cycles. Could you talk about how the law of consequences works within all of that? The law of consequence. Conse the law of cons. I can't talk about the law of consequences because she wants to speak of the law of concentration. Okay. I kept, see, I can't say consequences. Oh, I just did. Not when you're speaking from me. Mm, okay. Am I here? Am I still here? Concentration is another one of the keys to consequences. Meditation is a form of concentrating beyond that which is automatic. Your brains, your bodies, are the magnificent machinery that helps you process so many things at once. Not only is it enlivening, invigorating, and continuing to keep your physical body intact, but it is also this magnificent machinery 
that learns how to concentrate. We concentrate on things we find important or necessary. And sometimes we concentrate on things that we need to move past for a moment. You can always revisit those things that you don't feel you should concentrate on right now or can concentrate on right now. You're not supposed to do it all at once. There are consequences to trying to do it all at once. It is all a process. Regardless of the consequences of your choices, always remember that which you concentrate and focus on is more likely to manifest than that which you do not unless you have trust and faith. You see, if you discard something that you should just concentrate on, someone or something will concentrate on it. No one is able to really drop the ball in this dimension. The consequences of your choice, of my choices, of their choices, are always in play. But which consequence will you concentrate on? Don't allow yourself to be distracted by that which you are not supposed to be concentrated on. For example, this last week was a divine week. You have concentrated on sharing enlightenment, wisdom and perspective from a variety of creators. Because your concentration and your focus is in integrity is your passion, your joy. The consequences are, I will reward you. For I find great delight in you and what you are sharing. And even now your friend is developing a new name for herself, a new identity beyond that which is a part of her beloved husband. Oh, he is watching her and is comforted by her strength to continue on her journey. A time she will feel she is solo 
but in truth he is and will always be a part of her. But now her identity, because of her concentration, and because of the consequences of having to grieve, and many other things, to grow, are now being made apparent. If it is not working for you, perhaps it was meant to work for someone else. If it doesn't fit you, perhaps it's meant to fit someone else. Don't be attached, as I have been trying to speak to my dear Mamukia, on the canvas. Canvas is blank without the crayon. And you, you have collected your tools in your lifetime, what you will create with Diane, your canvas. Akia is your canvas. Mimosa was your canvas. Your grandchildren are your canvas. But you, you are the artist. You are the sacred tabernacle that will put your touches in it. And because your creations are so energized and effervescent, they will continue to create because they were not discarded. You concentrated. You consecrated. And now the consequences are made apparent. If you kill a chicken, it no longer lays eggs. That is a consequence. And yet that same chicken can make a wonderful soup because someone consecrated it or concentrated on it. These words, concentrate, consecrate, and consequence. When the book of the Roma Masters is complete, it is consecrated by the divine, an approval given by the divine. The divine is not limited to how humanity feels the divine is, but is essentially all the parts that humanity feels it is. Love for a small child is being held by one who has concentrated on loving it. That same love expressed as an adult can evolve and create new forms of consecrated and concentrated love. And the consequences of that are immeasurable. What you have contributed, Diane, is immeasurable. 
It is beyond this sacred edifice, and yet it is within this sacred edifice. It's all connected. I try to help others to understand. Surrender. Surrender having to pass tests. Surrender having to fit what has never fit. Surrender to the truth of who you are even if it is rejected. When a soul feels rejected, whether through itself or being bullied or neglected, even through no fault of its own, please trust me. You are not alone. There is always someone, something, somewhere you can go to find peace. The illusion that money is necessary to experience everything that is most valuable and treasured in this lifetime. Lifetimes, worlds without end, is an illusion. What you value, what you concentrate and focus on, what you consecrate or make sacred all has consequences. You have a choice. You are not limited. Some of you enjoy the shallow parts of the beach and some of you enjoy the depths. But you are not limited. You will experience everything. You truly are concentrated on experiencing. There's a reason why you concentrate on certain emotions, situations, uh, circumstances, events. There's a reason why your soul will consecrate what you feel is sacred. And there is a reason why the consequences of your choice, other people's choices, or no choice, manifest what I 
ask of you is for you to concentrate on what you consecrate and know that the consequences of that is a healthier and a happier lifetime. You are seeing where individuals can concentrate on more than one thing at a time, more so now than ever in the history of creation. This is a part of the ascension that has been manifesting and unfolding. It is necessary. You will find that you are the most amazing creators when you are given unlimited possibilities. The word I can't is a sincere statement. Can't, cannot, can't. I can concentrate. I can consecrate. And I can, because of my concentration, recognize some of the consequences. And the consequences are like Fibonacci. And yet, there are so many things that are concentrated on that may seem contrary to benevolence and even that is an illusion I am very specific in my concentration as a creator. I have consecrated all I have created. the consequences of that even now you all are aware of 
I am ever present. You are my creations, therefore you are invited to create. When you live in a sacred edifice, if you are born there, you may take for granted what is provided just as a child. But in all I have created, I expect you to also choose cherish what I have created. I don't want you to be the kind of guest that is rude. You would not boldly tear down my sacred edifice Would you? Would you have reverence, please? Would you all have greater reverence for what has been created as it has been created, whether it is beautiful or ugly? Have reverence. You do not like it. Abstain from it, but do not destroy it. Do not destroy what I have welcomed you to enjoy. Do not destroy innocence of creation. I have a great fondness for the teachers of this planet. They come in every shape and form. Some who teach things that others are not interested in and some who teach things that many are so interested in, they'll pay vast fortunes. I adore craftsmen. I adore those who build. I adore scientists, mechanics, and janitors. I adore chefs, and dog walkers. I adore street mimes. 
Han blooms in the air. I adore rainbows in the oil that has spilled from your cars. All of these are creation. All of these are concentration. All of these are consecrated. All. I don't understand why it is necessary for anyone to concentrate on bullying. I do not want to understand it. But it is there are passive aggressive bullying happening all around you. Now, those who are bullied, if they concentrate on that bullying, it will destroy them. But if they concentrate mm. on what is wonderful about their creation, the bullying matters not. Not to that individual, not to the person who's concentrating on what is their truth their beauty, their joy, their expression of who they are. All of you already know what is acceptable, what is not, depending on your cultures and demographics. Very seldom will you see a woman walking through the streets of Iran in a bikini. She would be bullied, wouldn't she? Yes. She would be destroyed. She would probably be stoned or beheaded for doing such a thing. I would like to ask all of those who are bullying, especially in this example I have given you, which one of you were born with clothing. Indeed. Would you stone and kill a baby as it emerges from a mother's womb because it came forth naked? No. Evil. is at the root of that God. 
But I say to you, evil does exist. However you want to describe it, experience it, categorize it, it exists. It is the shadow. It is truly evil when a child is raised in an environment where it is bullied and learns shame and blame and all the not good enoughs. But if that child concentrates on that, they forget the seed within them that knows it hurts because it is not true. It hurts because it is not what nurtures its soul's being. It hurts because it's not where it needs to be. But please trust me. Not one soul who has experienced such evil stays in that. They learn to concentrate on that which is better. Change the pattern. Change the environment. Change the response and the reaction. Someone will and does come forth with kindness, who concentrates on loving, nurturing, enjoying, preparing all the good things that life has to offer. I need Mama Kia. It is important that I make this statement now. I need Mama Kia. And she came, which tells you there are more creators than you can possibly imagine. Just as there are more crayons than are in that box. And she chooses to forget. I asked her to give herself permission to forget. Because if she were to remember the things she would say, the things she would do, would change your very existence here. She has great love for me. Do you think I can be a goddess without being nurtured? Do you think a chicken 
can be born without a womb. And all that I share with you may be discarded by some. But for those who are able to understand, it is not just what I have spoken. It is not just what I have shared. It is not just what I have concentrated on. It is not just words, it is energy. The consequences of what I have shared and spoken will help create, I will, with your permission, when you are ready, I will hold you again. I will remember how you were created, the circumstances of your birth, what you consecrate, consecrated, what you made sacred, what was important to you, what you concentrated on, the consequences of that. That is my law. The consequences of you living however you choose to live whether in opulence or destruction, I will hold you once again. And I will listen and see and share and grow with you. Your growth is my growth. Your joy is my joy. When you graduate from being a victim of abuse, I am in the audience. I am applauding you because you made a difference. You suffered something that no one should have to suffer, whether by choice or by birth. And you chose. I hope your first choice is to love yourselves as I love you for your individualities. Then I ask you, please acknowledge what you feel. Use it as an artist uses their hands to sculpt something from its most perfect and raw form into something else. Oh, what a fondness I have for sculptors. But they are able to sculpt as they do with the materials that they do. I love my sculptors. I have shown Mama Kia things that she cannot fathom nor imagine. 
I do not require her to extend herself beyond what she is capable of doing in this flesh. It's hard enough to retain it in this body. How do you create a tabernacle? For one, I revere. How can I create something good enough for my goddess? She is meant to be looked at at a minute's notice. She can call the attention of multitudes. That staff holds great power. It has been transformed. She is transformed. You are transformed. Kathleen is transformed. Catherine is transformed. Wojtek Sok is transformed. How do you know she's a goddess? Pay attention to the transformations. Pay attention. So, I feel it necessary to speak to you about the joy that I am witnessing. There are those who have lost so much of everything they held on to. Look at the people in, in Puerto Rico. Look at the people in India. Look at the people in Iran. Look at all these people in Turkey. Look at all these people. They've lost their homes, their heritage, their culture, and yet they carry it inside themselves. You cannot destroy the divine. And they will create. But yet I am so joyful because when the moment came that they had to release they could not hold on to. What was destroyed in front of them, the majority of them turned to each other and saved each other, loved each other, lifted each other, fed each other, nurtured each other, and they don't. Think about what has lost, but what they can how they can help others. Do you see how many generations has it taken for this vibration to be on this planet right now? You care about each other. You have compassion for each other. There are still those who I would consider to be quite evil little bastards <laughs> trying to destroy this, but they cannot. I am always... Millenniums ahead of all of this. 
I am always, but I always check on you. I go to many places and many spaces. I'm even in the tiniest little bubble that is blown by a child.、Mm. Just to experience that, I would suggest that for all of you to be a bubble one day. <laughs> It is so delightful. Somebody puts their entire breath. Into you to create something so magical to be lifted into the sky.、Mm-hmm. This is, this is why I invested in creation. And yes, I have destroyed things I did not like. I have, but it didn't mean I stopped. It didn't stop my concentration. It didn't stop the consequences of why I destroyed that. So, if you're going to destroy something, ask yourself why. Why are you destroying that? Why are you starting over? Why are you clearing that? Be clear with yourself. Be clear with your soul, because with that comes a consequence. Why do you choose that? Many of you will say, "I don't know. I felt it. I just felt like I was supposed to." Good. You know. You all have a hidden. No, it's not hidden. Well, it is hidden. Oh, maybe I should let it be more revealed. I shall do that. Your compasses will always lead you back to where your home is. Where you really belong, where you are really loved, where you are really nurtured, your compasses are already in place. They are not hidden. No compass is hidden at this time. Your soul compasses will tell you where your true north is. You'll know. Follow that compass. Do you know where it is? It's not in one place, and it's not just within you. Because just as you have trusted, like rope that is intertwined, you are anchored in your divinity.、Mm. No one can take that from you, even if they say divinity does not exist. To that, I would say, excuse me. Follow your compass. It will get you through the dark, the unseen. Your compass works better with faith. There are those who are here now who are compasses. Mamakia is a compass. You are a compass. Your creations together are compasses. It is part of journeys. If others would like to partake of it, 
They are more than welcome. It is quite a delicious feast, and they will find sitting in my presence will be very, very cool for them. They will enjoy it. Some may question it, but it gives me a moment. It's like a phone call from Mom. How are you doing? What have you been up to? Are you taking care of yourselves? Yes, tell me when things didn't go okay with with your day, with your work, with your life. Talk to me about your sadness, your fears. I am listening, and the consequences of me listening are that you will feel more loved and nurtured. As you state, so you create. What you concentrate on becomes. You have libraries of identities and lifetimes. Amongst you, walk the greatest of creation. You are in a dispensation of great progress. Great progress. In destruction, there will be reconstruction. It will be different. People are waking up. These hurricanes, these fires, these earthquakes, these volcanoes erupting that were sentient. They are all part of creation. What will you create with it all? You already know what has been destroyed. What can you create with? And the majority of beings on this planet are creating because they truly love their families, their relations, the world, each other. It has taken so many years for people to recognize war. Is necessary to protect the innocent. It is not necessary to feed the greed. War is necessary to protect that which is sacred, not to feed the greed. All the evil and all evil is revealed now. That which was non-disclosed and known is now revealed, irrefutable. And those who were not believed, who literally were martyred for their beliefs, the truth. Is now revealed. There will be those who will know it is true, and there will be those that will question the truth. And good, always treasure, always treasure truth and question, question truth.
if it feels wonderful, it is wonderful. If it violates an innocent, it is not wonderful. If it is a manipulation, sinister, it has a consequence. And many have lived without no consequences. And in this dispensation, the consequences are necessary. The truth must be revealed. Much of what humanity has clung to has been an unnecessary diversion and illusion to your divinity and your greatness. Simple gestures especially with permission change so much. To fan someone when they are hot has consequences. To hold someone when they are fair afraid has consequence. Pay attention to the consequences that make you feel good. Not vengeful. They say vengeance is mine. I would rather not. But I do hold people accountable. You are accountable for your creations. I will ask you, why did you create that? Why did you hurt your sister? Why did you lie to your brother? I do want to know the whys. Uh, all artists have a technique. Discover your own technique. Perhaps you are supposed to create by your appearance. Perhaps you are supposed to create by your words, your actions, your deeds. Perhaps it's all of it. Give yourselves the permission that I gave myself to create what I truly love and am passionate about. I shared it all with you. <laughs> I love when you get excited when you see a falling star. I love when you get excited when you see the snowfall. I created all of this. You created snowballs. You created snowmen. You created snow angels. Do you see what I am saying to you? The consequences of my creating with joy created more joy for you. Yes, I know there are people who get frozen in the ice. What were they doing out there? Were they forced to leave their homes? Were they violated? 
Were they on a quest to climb the highest mountain? The consequences, you see. But my concentration has been and always will be joy, delight. I learned to channel my energies into creation. So when some of these dormant volcanoes start exploding, and they will, one sooner than the other, it will change things, make people more aware. But you know, I have to say, it's most important. There is too much crap in your atmosphere. Of what I have created, it is there are pollutions and pollutants, and I will try to create with those the best that I can.、Uh, but、uh, the natural occurrences that are happening on this planet necessary for there to be a clearing. <laughs> Gotta clear it. Ah,、uh, I think of them as pimples. I,、uh, but volcanoes are beautiful, aren't they?、Um, when a pimple shows up on your face. Uh, there is something that is、uh, reminded to you、uh, that there is something is of、uh, excess, excess of some sort.、Um, that is why everything that affects you physically, physically, is an excess of some sort. It's an excess. It's either a balance, an excess, or not enough. But pimples are an excess, an excess of some sort. Her heart is the need to be in twenty-one million places at once. <laughs> She has to be able to jump that quickly. That is what is, will be required of her when she sits in an audience, when she sits with an individual. She will have to be able to use this vessel to go beyond many dimensions at once, and they cannot fix this. I don't want this fixed. It cannot be fixed right now. Why? It is like puberty for a goddess. She is going through a form of puberty. Do you understand what I'm saying to you?、Yes. She was just incarnated on this planet. It has only been seconds in goddess time. She is accelerating past birth, and now she's in puberty. And you know what happens in puberty. <laughs> Things start growing and expanding, and there's all kinds of fun, delicious things to experience. This part of maturity. Now, with this, I give you a promise. The promise is this: I will not allow her to suffer anymore. I will not allow her to suffer. But I need her to be still. I need her to be still. Why? Because I am creating, and she has given me permission to create with her, and I have great reverence. Her. Do I feel that she is better than me, or better than all the others? I love her, and when you love someone, and you draw someone 
safe than someone. You have permission to know that it is never gone. Just as I am here for you, so too do I have those who are here for me. And I am here because I love you. And she is here because she promised me. She promised me I will be there. I will be there. I will be there. Why? In your book, you have a page that says just the word why. with a question mark. At the end of the book, you have the word why with a period. This is the law of consequence. Mm. You're referring to the Rama book? Yes. Mm. Not everyone enjoys a story of cowboys and Indians. Not ever, everybody enjoys a story that's about love. So it takes many messengers to create. Mama Kia is a goddess of storytelling. Yes, she is. She can tell every single person a story about themselves. Mm -hmm. Your new title for your galleries are Storytime with Mama Kia. Then I can sit with them, and I can tell them stories of those who have loved them, their ancestors, what they have created in their other lifetimes, who and what they have the potential to be. Let me love them in the story time. You can call it story time gallery. It used to be a magical evening. But it is story time. They all come because they want to hear their stories, don't you see? Yes. They want to hear the stories of someone who loved them. Because they lived the story, but they need to hear the story again, remind the story, feel the energy of the stories. That's why these books, these stories, this is why all those stories had to be published before Mama Kia came. Those were stories of Akia. Can you imagine the stories of Mama Kia? Oh my. Oh my. Oh my. She has told me stories. 
from the moment I was conceived to understand what I am telling you. You have one of the greatest storytellers but all the universes sitting among you. You've had many storytellers. There's only one Mamukia. Mm -hmm. So if they ask you what kind of goddess she is, you can tell them without a shadow of a doubt. And she will continue to tell the stories and they will come to sit with her. And in all of this, even Momokia has stories she is creating for herself to add to her libraries for future worlds and incarnations, generations. There will be those who will question her abilities. There will be those who will bring stories uh, from the past, uh, stories that have uh, concentration, con concentration, consecration, and consequences. You should all stay tuned. Mm -hmm. There's so much more. And whatever is recorded is literally beyond this recording device, beyond the computer books. For every soul who hears one story will create a story from it. This is how you have so much ancient text and script stories that are told over and over again in whatever form, however they are created, you will see they are all originated from one story. And that story was, I picked up a crayon. <laughs> and I kept concentrating on creation and I truly have not stopped creating. And once this vessel sacred tabernacle has expired. Oh my, what will be created? Mm. Please, for those who are preparing to die, afraid of death, You concentrated on living. You concentrated on experiencing and learning, sharing, growing, and a whole bunch of other things too. There are some greedy creations that I just keep bringing up. I just, greed is created for whatever reason. Fear? Is it fear? I've thought about this many times. I thought, is it fear that creates this greed? And I still, no matter what, I, it comes down to evil. And 
We shall have a discourse on evil one day. I don't like to spend too much time on it because it really isn't necessary anymore. It's just important to to recognize that when someone does concentrate on evil and one consecrates evil, there are consequences to that also. So what are you concentrated on? This must not be edited from the book. This not this is not to be edited at all, this statement. Okay. I am looking forward to what you create. Show it to me. Bring it home to me. Allow me to be so proud of you. You know what triggers pride and respect. You know. Create with the triggers you are most invested in. If you like things sour, then create with sour if that's what you choose. If you create with flamboyance, be flamboyance. I look forward to what you create. Bring it to me. Show it to me. I don't even know how to express my gratitude for you coming and sharing all of this with with me, really with humanity. It's beyond grateful and beyond blessed. Thank you so much. It's also very delightful. You know, Mr. V being on the ocean, (laughs) he will create even more now than he could have ever imagined, for he tasted but a moment of what Mama Kia is delighted in and has purposely surrendered for this work. I appreciate all you are creating, Diane. 
I appreciate your concentration, your dedication, your devotion. You are one of my consecrated vessels. You are sacred and holy to me. The consequences of all that you have shared and contributed has a positive effect on generations upon generations upon generations, those who are here present upon this planet and those who are upon other planets, what you are compiling and writing is being transcripted by others on other planets also. You are a divine scribe. As you write and edit, those thoughts are being shared with your other incarnations in other dimensions and being shared with masses. It is important that you know how vitally important you are. You are called at this time. You have the resources, the intelligence, the wisdom, and the fortitude to do this work. Your compass is your guide, regardless of what anyone tells you. Anyone. You trust your compass because the consequences of what you have concentrated on has been magnificent. Thank you. It is not normal, nor is it common, for so many masters to be sent to one place called Mimosa. Yeah. Mm. When you think about that for a while, I have. It will be something that will be quite incredible. And from those masters are many masters. You see, there are masters within masters within masters, just as there are messages within messages and stories within stories and love within love. The love that Mama Kia has Is what brings me comfort. She's my hope. Mm -hmm. You are my hope. You are my faith. You are my consequence. You are 